0: You know, I gotta tell ya, I've never seen my sister so happy. Oh. If you hurt her, I'll kill ya. And I'll make it look like an accident. Ha! Jesus! Look at your face! It's a joke! It's just a joke! Good one. No, a good one is, I got a gun. Yeah, I got a gun and I'll jam it right up in ya. yeah, I got you! I got you again, Ian! Come on, lighten up, lighten up. I'll lighten you. I'll lighten you when I take out your kidneys. <laughs> hey! Ha <laughs> ha! One more time, yes. hey, hey, Ian! Hey, Angelo! Hey, Ian! We're gonna kill you! Uh, oppa! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth.
1: King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the third
0: I am so much
1: crazy. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's take a boy. here? Let's bring Everybody on? Good. Great. Great.
0: Welcome to another episode of Facing Off, a podcast where we take two movies, introduce them to our huge families, and kick oh. them off against each other by comparing, contrasting, and rating them. I am Gabe, and my birthday is in May, and I'm a Taurus, so I'm not a lesbian.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and join with
0: me is Nick, 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 yeah. and Nikki. And the person who always gets the lamb brain, Layla. What up? <laughs>
1: that's why they call it the lamb brain Layla.
0: <laughs> yep. Lamb brain Layla. <laughs> you know what's a really funny insult that uh, Alexa's brother taught me? Calling someone smooth brained.
1: Smooth brained?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. They ain't got no wrinkles, dude. They ain't got no wrinkles, dude. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> really like Layla kicking came this back off well. <laughs> from. <laughs> Layla came back from Europe recently. I did. Uh, but not, yeah. from Greece, so not from Greece, so we don't care. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. We do care. I hope you had a great trip.
2: It was amazing. Uh, shout out to avid listeners, May and Juan, who just got married in Spain. That's why we May were Juan. there. Love you guys. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. If, 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 our listen- if our listeners, if you haven't been to Portugal, go to Portugal. It's an incredible yeah, place. I love
0: Paella. <laughs> so That's Spain. I will be going. No, they do that in Portugal as well.
2: Their specialty is mostly just like octopus and meats and stuff. But yeah, Spain. Definitely get paella Like ceviche. Spain. And, yeah, and, ceviche for
0: sure. Uh, but I know that there's a paella there, okay? <laughs> I'll find it. I'll go there, all right. And I will find that paella. Anyways, welcome back, Layla. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Layla, today we're doing Bend It Like Beckham and My Big Fat Greek wedding. (laughs) Why are we doing these two movies? Can you let us know?
2: Yeah, I absolutely can. Um, All right. So both films follow a child of immigrants living in a country outside of their parents' place of origin. And our protagonists have to battle both familial and cultural expectations against their own identities and desires for independence. And we're absolutely doing this because I have been like, you know, begging the boys to do this for quite some time now. Um, These movies were like, Everything to me when I was young. Like these movies changed my life. I was nine years old when these movies came out. Um, and I was a young brown girl growing up in, as Gabe and I have addressed multiple times, a very affluent white town in California. And basically...
1: named. named- Uh, named after an animal in the Spanish word for that animal. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. -hmm. Uh, yeah. And I mean, basically my Big Fat Greek Wedding feels like a biopic of my life. That whole first scene when she walks in is like a scene that I've lived. Um, So these movies just were so, so important to me growing up. Um, And I'm really, really, really excited to get into it.
0: And they both came out in 2002 Mm -hmm. and they both center around a wedding of sorts, you know. One Mm -hmm. is, you know, one Lots is of big, similarities. Fat and Greek. Yeah, one is big fat and Greek, and one is Indian, and, and, Indian and opposed Brit- to British English. Indian. British. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, well, let's figure out which of these is better. I will moderate this episode, uh, and Nick and Layla will decide which movie is better and which movie has to be erased from history forever. <laughs> um, just Jesus. kidding. We're not. We're not washing over any of that. Uh, okay, so we are going to break them down based on five categories <laughs> in a scale of one to seven, seven being David Beckham. I guess in, in their universe, David Beckham's the best player to ever play, but like he's not. But anyways, seven will be Beckham, and one will be having a zit on your face uh, the day of your wedding, and four and will be And not using Windex neutral. on it. Yeah, Exactly. A non-Windexed zit.
1: Speaking of which, this episode is brought to you by Windex.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, Okay. Let's start with originality. Let's talk about how creative these movies are. Did they need to be made? Is there anything unique about them? Um, Since Layla is such a big fan of these movies, I think Nick should start. Fair I'm not. kidding. Layla, go ahead. Oh,
2: no, it's really okay if he wants to start with No, but I,
0: I just wanted to throw that joke out there. <laughs> Make it's me great. Sweat. Yeah. Go for it.
2: Which movie? Uh, oh, yeah.
0: let's that. do Bend It Like Beckham.
2: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um,. Also, like disclaimer before I start talking about either of these two movies, for all of the many humans I know are very excited for this episode. I apologize in advance for all the things I'm gonna forget to say about both of these movies because I am so yeah. excited. <laughs> I am She's so excited. She's very sorry
0: and we are very disappointed yeah. in advance.
2: Yeah. Um, so okay, originality, and we're doing Bend It like Beckham. Um <laughs> I am just gonna go ahead and give it a seven. <laughs> um I love that this movie is a female-led sports film and that came out pretty early in, you know, the 2000s. That's pretty awesome and amazing. Aside from the fact that this is also a person of color-led film that's a woman. Um, But I just think that, like, and I'm going to say this for both of these movies, but for them to come out with a movie that's, you know, labeled as a romantic comedy, but, like, really is about like an identity crisis and about a young woman truly trying to find her place within her family and her culture, but also within the country she lives in and the world she's growing up in the things that she's like, you know, super, super, Um, passionate about and having to grapple those things, I think that's an incredibly original thing to do at a time where like, I don't think movies like that were being made all the time. Um, And the empowerment that comes from that for young girls and for women, but especially women of color and, you know, the Indian culture and people that got to watch this and feel connected to that character is just so important. It needed to be made a hundred percent. I think it paved the way for movies like She's the Man and like movies where girls are like the f- the female sports stars and things like that. And you know, around yeah, that time, I think thank after you,
1: thank you so much for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that specifically,
1: She's the Man.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it, we all needed. We don't it, need Nick. to bring that
0: up again. This is that is a famed That's episode insane. of facing <laughs> <laughs> off. If you ever want to re listen to that, but yeah. yes.
2: No, my point later. being, my point being that it, it it started, you know, it got people thinking that females could lead those types of movies. So it's it's exciting. It's great. Um, yeah, I I think that's basically all I really really want to say about originality for that. Nick, mm-hmm. do you have thoughts?
0: Okay, for sure, seven out of seven for her. What about you, Nick? I do. I gave it a six out of seven.
2: I think
1: that uh, one of the coolest things about this movie and why it needs to be made. Uh, happened to me after I watched the movie and went to IMDb and learned a little bit about who wrote it. Or sorry, who directed it, my bad. Was it the writer, too? She is the writer. Yeah. I knew it. I was right, just separately in two different thoughts. Put them together. The writer and director is, uh, I mean, her experiences are lent directly to the character in the movie. And knowing that part about it, because like really the interesting part about this movie is not the rom-com part at all to me. Like that's the part that I'll, that I don't like. What's really cool about it is the very well um, woven together, like social um, commentary, I guess, social narrative that's kind of put into the movie. And the fact that it comes directly from someone who can speak to what that sort of, like, acculturative, like, dissonance that the character feels um, just makes it that much more important and original, Um, and it is, like, a really important social story that's, I mean, 2002 is pretty early for... Something that does have as much like weight as this does. So that's really cool. I just, um, I don't give it a seven necessarily because it's also intermeshed with this like very, um, not like my favorite rom com plot of all time. Hmm.
0: Yeah, actually, on that point, I just wanted to bring up uh, so, like, if you go on Letterboxd Ooh. or like anywhere on the internet, there is a big argument that this movie should have been a lesbian movie. And Kira Knightley yeah. has talked about how she wishes that Jules and Jess were together in the end. And it's like a big part of the conversation. So I went through um, the top like letterbox reviews. Literally every single one of them is this. But I just wanted to read out some that are pretty funny. Um, uh, I've never seen anything gayer than Kira Knightley in this movie. Imagine choosing some musty white boy over Kira Knightley. Can this random grown-ass man leave the teenage girl alone so she could be a lesbian and play football in peace, please? My favorite part is when Jess and Juliet leave England to start their lesbian life together. Um, It would get five stars if they had actually been gay. That's uh, what most people thought, but uh, I do I, I think that this movie, regardless, was revolutionary. Not
1: exactly what I meant in my very small critique. <laughs>
0: no, that's it's <laughs> almost exactly what you were saying. But uh,
1: it is I mean it's more it's more about the it's more about the random white guy than, than anything else.
0: Yeah, just get out with. of the way, Jonathan Reese Myers. Yes, sexy man. Um, okay, let's on move on to... Uh, I keep wanting to say get him to the Greek, but My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> a wildly different movie. Um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding originality, Layla.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, this is also a seven for me. <laughs> mm. a, a lot for like the exact mm. same reasons. Um, I just think... I mean, I, I can elaborate on what I was saying, but really it is the exact same reason. I just think that putting... A character like this front and center is just an entirely original idea for a romantic comedy um i almost gave it a six because she like does the quirky girl to like gl- glow up trope that like mm. is in a lot of comedies and romantic comedies but i'm still gonna stick with the seven because this is literally the domestically highest grossing romantic comedy of all time so obviously people needed this really bad and it really needed to be made um but yeah, I mean, just the, the way in which it incorporates and like flows through all of the family dynamics and all of the other like personal relational things going on in her life and how, again, to me, the, the love story itself feels like just like kind of a side character a little bit. And you get to just really watch her evolution and her family's evolution, you know, figuring out this new thing that's happening to all of them is just different for romantic comedies. And I really appreciate that. I like the human aspect of both of these movies. And I like that it's not just, oh, another culturally different girl falling in love with a white guy. Like that just feels like a trope that I'm so tired of. So it was just nice that this, this whole movie feels so much more centered around her identity. And so both of them, because of that alone, are going to get sevens for me.
1: Totally. I also gave it uh, my big fat Greek wedding a seven. Um, and for all the same reasons that you just said, Layla, I think I, I would also add that I think it's really cool that, um, that, uh, the writer slash actor of this movie, um, got her, uh, what's the, what's the word? Like she got
0: her Oscar nomination. She
1: came all the way up. Because Mm -hmm. of this one-act play that she wrote Mm -hmm. to tell the story that you're talking about, Layla, the story of her identity and, you know, culture is woven into that and, you know, love is woven into that and came all the way up by, you know, turning it into this movie and then show and then uh, sequel um, that is all just like very authentically her own and that's a really, you know, important story that I I would assume that she needed to express artistically, but also realized that it would impact the lives of other people. Um, And so, you know, a really important, you know, movie to be made. And, uh, you know, the success of it is also really pretty staggering.
2: I mean, I just think anytime you see a movie where someone puts so much of themselves into it, it's just going to be it's going to be successful Mm -hmm. in some capacity. I mean, literally, I I don't know if you guys know this, but like a lot of the people in the movie are her real family members. Like a lot of the actors are her own family members. So it is entirely authentic to her and her experience. And I just think that people gravitate towards that when they can genuinely connect with something that feels effortless the way that this movie feels. I mean, more people should do that.
1: (laughs) Both wedding scenes include, um, if not cameos, so the director of... Mm -hmm. Um, Bennett like Beckham is in the wedding scene at the end, Mm. but also like the addition of like several extras who are, um, there's just some like notable fact about them. They're you know Nia's uh family members, or they I think they put out like a like an ad for like for uh for Bennett like Beckham and they got too many people. It's a kind of a cool story.
0: Oh, that is cool, yeah. I have a question in terms of originality: Is using Windex on injuries and acne is that like Greek American canon, or is it like a an invention of this movie? Because it could be like canon? a super original thing. Yeah, it it
1: appeared, it appeared in Greek American
0: Volume One. <laughs> wow, I I had, actually, like I had Did actually forty
2: seven. I had actually heard it from other people before this movie.
0: Yes, it is something before the movie before yeah. two thousand two. Yeah, when you were like. Eight?
2: <laughs> it's something culturally that I had heard of before, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Okay.
0: That's that's pretty sick. That's personal, um, so I don't
2: I can't speak for everybody, but when it happened no, in I, the movie, I, it was such a funny joke to me because it's something it is, that I've made fun of before with like my friends.
0: <laughs> I think it's the easiest thing to remember from this movie forever, too. It's like such a specific thing. It is. Um, it's so funny. Okay, so sevens from Nick and Layla. For originality for My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Let's move on to actoring, where we talk about the performances, but also the writing and directing of those performances. Uh, Nick, talk about My Big Fat Greek Wedding and the performances in such a film.
1: I read a review that said. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Why did you guys just start laughing? Because I said it's such a because you fumbled you that line. Like, no, I said it on
0: purpose. <laughs> it just was stupid. <laughs>
1: uh, I read a I read a review of my big fat Greek wedding just as I was perusing things that the only knock they had for it was that it felt like a sitcom most of the time, and I was mm-hmm. like, uh, isn't that kind of what they're going for a little bit? Uh, so I just like beyond that critique. Um, I don't know what, what else to like say about it. I think that there isn't, there isn't like someone in the movie that immediately comes to mind where I'm like, no, that's not good for the purposes of what this movie is. It's obviously like I just talked about. I, I, I give glowing reviews of its writing. I think that the writer who is also the lead actor uh has a leg up on her performance given that she wrote it and it's about her and so she crushes it and i think that all the other supporting actors around her generally do well like i don't have any acting or writing related digs i mean maybe is it the director that makes it feel like a sitcom but it does have that sort of like this is a commercially successful feature-length film question mark kind of vibe to it sometimes. Other than that, I don't really have too much of a critique. I'm like between a five and a six. So I'm curious what you have to say, Layla.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering Layla if you felt that sitcom thing because what I from rewatching it for me, that like style actually reminded me a lot of, like especially the beginning reminds me so much of Clueless when she's like going through her house and everything. Oh, sure. And like I mean even like the house like shape and everything looks similar. And I don't know, like if it's just you know it was early two thousands and that's. What I think it, looks it works like. for
1: it that it is a little stylistically like off in that sense, but
0: I mean. But you're saying like the the performances and stuff, like yeah, kind of I don't like cool. I don't know if that's
1: a directorial thing, but I mean, I don't know. I don't and think it's a Layla, seven. It's a do you five or
0: six. Strongly, we're disagree.
2: on acting, right? We're talking about acting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I'm giving it a, a six. I um as far as that specifically i don't know i think it has like sitcom vibes but i i don't i don't really feel strongly about that i don't think that it I know, is same. i think i think the way they film it kind of takes that out as an option like it it has such a good flow to it i like her narration at the beginning i like mm-hmm. how the development of like how characters are presented i like how effortless the comedy is i don't think i think sitcoms are very like present a joke, ha, 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 ha. Like, I don't feel that way with this movie. I feel like moments are really funny, like, throughout the moment. Like, you watch a whole scene, and by the end of it, you were like, that was really good. But I don't feel like there's, like, like jokes happening, really, if that makes sense. I feel like there's bits going on, so maybe mm-hmm. that's what they're referencing. But, like, I don't know. It didn't feel that way to me. Um, But, I. so for me, the reason this is a six is because of the character writing like I can tell you right now totally that every single character in this movie has a purpose anyone that doesn't believe that they do and they're like oh there's too many of them or it's not funny anymore when there's this person or they have a, too many people have lines or whatever does not have a big enough family to understand like every single character in this movie has yeah you
0: got a small ass family you <laughs> hater
2: I mean, I'm not kidding, though. Like I've every single even the side characters. I was like, I have a cousin just like that. Like it like mm. these are the types of things that I identify so closely with where I was like, holy shit, like every single one of these characters has a purpose and a place and it makes so much sense to me and it mm. makes me feel like I'm at home while I'm watching this. So I love the incorporation of every single individual character character. I love their placement. I love at the beginning how they're introduced. I I love the writing of that. Like the whole diner scene at the beginning where one by one they each come in Mm -hmm. and they have their moment and it really exemplifies who they are within the family when she, she, her and her dad come in and like Mm -hmm. right at the beginning she's all tired and it's dark out and he just looks over at her and you already get their dynamics so quickly and then, like, when the sister comes in with her kids, like, I love the fast pace of that and the way she interacts with her sister. Like, I just think the character writing is, like, exemplary. Like, it is one of the best parts of this movie, and it adds so much to the depth in the comedy. Because um, it's not just about, like, him putting Windex on someone and that being funny, right? It's the way they interact with each other that makes it really, really funny. Um I could talk about these characters endlessly. I think the brother is super great. I think Mm -hmm. the mom is remarkable. And I think the most intimate best moments about this movie are between her and her mother and the, like, Mm -hmm. types of conversations that they have. And I think the mom kills it. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to give it a six. Because, I mean, I don't know. There's, like, acting is always a hard category for me because I just feel like there's movies where, like, so much acting goes into it that I don't want to give this a seven necessarily. But... Definitely a six for all of the writing of the characters and how they're incorporated.
0: Should I agree. Joey Fatone be in more movies? Because he's pretty great in this. He's pretty great.
2: He's pretty seamless in this, honestly. Yeah, like, he, he fits has a lot in of well. Fun. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah.
0: too Italian in it. Yeah, but like it, it kind of works. works. Yeah. Um, also, am I the only one? I mean, you'll have to relook this up. But the actress who plays Cousin Nikki do, it, doesn't she look like a Greek Alicia Silverstone? <laughs> Does a bit. Like I thought it actually was her and I was like, whoa, why the fuck is she in this doing a Greek accent when everyone else is Greek <laughs> except for Joey? I Furtado. saw
1: that Nelly Furtado was like offered a role in this and was like, oh, I find acting to be difficult. And I was is, like, why are they going after these is like Nelly
0: Furtado Greek? These like C minus she is, but I could
2: see it being a thing.
0: Hmm. Nellie Furtado fucking rocks. Um, okay, let's talk about actoring with Bendit-like Beckham. Um, <laughs> Nick, uh, what did you think about the actoring in Bendit-like
1: Beckham? Nelly Furtado rocks? Let's go back to that. Dude, what do you mean? She's,
2: she's kind sick. of a staple of the early 2000s. I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Yes, she rocked.
0: Oh, right. Oh, yeah. No, I, she had a couple songs recently that were pretty good. Did she? Yeah.
1: Fucking didn't grow up, dude. I have to do my research. Okay.
0: (laughs) Anyway, as far as the research, interesting, extensive
1: research I've done. Let's just think that's a weird hill to be on. But you know, hey, bend it like Beckham's (sighs) acting, Uh, actoring. I don't know, man. It's it's tough because like I feel like the primary two actors, Keira Knightley and I am blanking on her name, which I memorized and then forgot.
2: Help Jess? me out. I don't know. Jess.
1: Uh, yeah, Parminder that. Nagra. Hm. Darn it. Parminder. Parminder, yeah. They're both killing it. Um, I just, like, don't love the, the, I don't, like, fully love the writing of this movie. I also think, and this is for spectacularity, it's too long for me for what it is. It's, like, 20 minutes longer than it needs to be, I feel like. There's just something about this, like, writing of these, like, early 2000s movies that are, like, not, that are, like, too, <sighs> too under serious, overly, uh, overly not serious, that that are, like, like all of these, like, like, there's just, like, a lot of fluff that I don't love in the writing of it. There's, like, some actors that I just, like, don't really care for and none of it is like specific and tangible enough for me to be like, it's this thing about this that I just do not gel with. Um, But it is not, it's like not the like feat of character writing and uh, you know, a punchy 98 minutes that, that my uh, big fat Greek wedding is. So it's like a four, I think here Mm. for me, like there's just, it just doesn't gel right. And I think there's a lot of like writing things that feel like, Maybe she didn't want to lean too hard into this particular story, or, like, it just feels like there's, like, fluff that didn't need to be there. But, like, acting-wise, fine. Directing-wise, fine. I just think it's average.
0: Some of the fluff, like, worked for me. The other, like, girls in her family and in, like, that, like, click when they're, like, watching and, like, gossiping, they're, like... They're really funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, no, no, no. That's that's fine.
0: Yeah. And, and that kind of fluff, but I totally agree with like the the boy soccer players, it's a little like we get it, you know, you guys are in too much of this. Um, Layla, what did you think actoring for Bennett like Beckham?
2: Yeah, I mean, there are things that you mentioned, Nick, that I'm just gonna address in spectacularity. Um, but yeah. just when it comes to actoring and character writing, I am gonna just of all the categories, I'm just gonna give this one a four because I just don't think it's, like, the part of this movie that makes it as magical as it is. Um, I no, sure not. I, I like all the characters. I think that they're great. Um, I have no problem with any of them. But I don't think the characters themselves or the acting by the actors and actresses are, like, what excels this movie and why I, like, rewatch it all the time. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a four. Um I think that's all. Awesome. Can I just Although, say
0: that the guy who plays the dad, Anupam uh, mm-hmm. Kerr, is really, I really like the writing that they give him, especially when he tells the story about why he's so like anti sports in England. Yeah,
2: I'm going to talk, I was going to talk about that for sure in Spectacularity, because I do think the like emotional moments they throw in help with the pacing of the film for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, but I think, like, when you're comparing it to a movie like My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which also has these, like, minute, small emotional moments, I just don't think the writing in these emotional moments have as much of a punch. Like, really, it's really just that one moment that he has and then, like, one other moment he has with Jess when he's, like, giving her the go-ahead to, like, go do the thing it, that she needs to do. Right. Um. It just doesn't feel like it has the same weight. No. But it, there's, it, like... Yeah, go ahead, then
1: totally i think that the same thing applies to jules's family too i think there are some like poignant moments that should have been more poignant with her and her family Mm -hmm. that are just like laughy but like in a way that's like that woman's a fucking bitch and like it just goes away like her like there's just like i don't know another example might be that i feel like jonathan reese character she is funny yeah she gets funnier later at first you're like wow that woman is a piece of shit Later on,
0: get your lesbian feet <laughs> out of my slippers.
2: You know, I, I guess actually, I kind of want to, I'm glad that we're talking about this now, actually, because I think I actually want to change it to a five, the more that I'm thinking about it. I think I was going to talk about a lot of this in Spectacularity, but it really does come back to the writing. I, I do think the way that they wrote the characters plays a really big part in uh, separating out her cultures, and I think that's really mm. important to distinguish, right? Like they're tr- she's like she's trying to create the they're they're trying to create a dichotomy here between her British culture that she's growing up in and her Indian culture, and I think they do a pretty good job of that, um, especially with Jules's family. And I mm. actually really like the writing of Jules's family, mostly because that scene where. Jules is like mom like get out of my room or whatever and she turns to Jess and she's just like can you teach her some manners or whatever like she says to her like from Mm. your culture I have had white mothers that I grew up with that like their daughters in LG would like call them a bitch and yell at them and they would immediately turn to me and be like do you talk to your parents like this I don't imagine in your culture you're allowed to talk to your parents like this like they would say things like that to me so like it really is like that. That like creating that distinguishing factor of like what it's like to grow up in that family and as a person of color see that versus your own family, um, and what you have in your own home. Very important, and I guess it's important to acknowledge that a lot of that comes from the character writing, um, and how they portray that as well. So I'm gonna go up Very to a five. Point. I'm gonna change my mind. Oh,
0: nice! I do want to point out a, a couple. What, first of all, that actor that I was talking about, the the father, has yes.
2: 430
0: credits on. Uh, is acting he, a, is credits he a big Bollywood IMDb. man? Well, he's in a ton of things, but one of my favorite performances of his is the psychiatrist in uh, uh, Silver Linings playbook Mm. that we talked about. Like, Tyler quoted him or whatever. He's like, Deshaun Jackson is the man. Yeah. Yes, Um, that is him. He's great. He's
1: played Parminder Nagra's um, dad twice in two different shows. Oh, that's Three years
0: apart. Oh, it's That's awesome. Um,
2: They do have great chemistry.
0: (laughs) I want to talk about this other thing. I was going to save it for Legacy, but... I just can't get around. Why does no one, no one, talk about how Kira Knightley is 16 in this movie? Oh, like,
2: yeah. She, I was she, totally she bringing that up, too. 16. <laughs> yeah.
0: They over-sexualize her. Yeah. It, and there's this whole, like, love story where she gets, like... I know she doesn't actually kiss him, but she gets pretty close to it with Jonathan Reese Myers, and it's so totally inappropriate in so many different ways, and... At least Parmi- Parminder is actually older than Jonathan Rhys Meyers, and she looks like she's ten years so older
1: young. than Kira Knightley. So that means they yeah. asked a twenty six year old girl to pretend like she was best friends with a sixteen
0: year old, and girl. it works. And it works. And it works. They're but, acting and Kira Knightley. Just to be Act. fair, like Kira Knightley is very mature at that she age. She does a great job in this like, movie. She does. She a great does job. a great job. I just think it's a little icky, and I'm not like it's just weird um yeah. and i mean that just that feels no like
1: the early
2: 2000s it. to me yeah i mean so yeah see that's movies. the part
1: where i'm like i'm gonna keep it at a four because i just do not know that you need like jonathan reese character is honestly pretty because it's well it's a well-written movie like he is well a well-written character but i'm not sure that his story in this is a hundred percent or like even the i don't know that the love part of this is even necessary <sighs>
2: I'll speak for myself. I was pretty obsessed with the love story when yeah, I was a yeah, kid. So, I mean, and I, I feel like maybe a lot it's because of the as a 31
1: year old with, man, it's not gelling with me, and that makes a lot more sense.
2: I mean, maybe as we grow up, Three, right? It, like, yeah. as you look at it from that perspective, but I do remember thinking he was just so fucking hot and thinking, like, oh my God, I want God them to get together so bad. Like, I just like, yeah,
0: nah, he's pretty hot. in this. I think this is the only time he Jonathan is, Reese Meyer, I don't want to punch Jonathan Reese Meyer's It looks in the like face. he's
1: trying to be in the machinist. He's so, like, gaunt and
0: skinny. He's a fucking young dude. Dude. Anyways, let's move on. Eat some
1: fish and chips.
0: (laughs) Let's move on to our next category. Let's talk about spectacularity. Uh, What was your engagement level with these movies? Were they fun? As Nick said, were they maybe too long? Uh, Nick, speaking of you, uh, (laughs) talk about Bend It Like Beckham. Spectacularity.
1: Um, I talked about it a little bit. I do think that it's just like a little bit too long for what I think it needs to be, but that's just me, and these are just my opinions. It's not my favorite movie to watch, and I don't think that it is many 31-year-old man's favorite movies to watch. Yeah, fair enough. Me. it doesn't <laughs> gel super well, but I do think that above, as uh, I've spoken about many an early 2000 movie not speci- specifically targeted towards my demographic. Um, this is one of the ones that I like the most. So I'm going to give it a four or a five, depending on how Layla sells this next part.
2: <laughs> well, I think it's hard too, because like, part, a huge part of the reason I'm going to give both of these movies really high scores for Spectacularity Really dives. I, I keep saying it. And I'm sorry. I'm so repetitive. It dives into the cultural aspect of the movies. Like there are. Well, that's so the only n-
1: reason for me. Honestly, it's the only reason that it's not a three or, or a two.
2: Yeah. Is the, no, is that's that fair. Part of it
1: that it is so. It is. I was. I've never seen Ben like back on before. You know. Yeah. Days
2: ago. No, for sure. And I mean, of course, written. it is, so
1: like, it is very well written.
2: Yeah, and like of course. It's going to identify more with, like, young girls and, like, women, you know, watching a girl come into her own and watching her and her friends and whatever, whatever, like, with the love story and stuff. There's going to be a lot of reasons that, like, women are going to identify with this more. But I think for me in particular, like, my favorite, favorite parts of this movie are just these, like, I feel like both of these movies are almost, like, I get to kind of live in like an inside joke that like only immigrant children really get to understand. Like there are just so many small moments. Like I I know it's so minor, but like when at the beginning of the movie, when her and her sister are leaving the house and her mom's like, I'm making whatever tonight. And then both the girls turn at the same time and go, Oh mom, like don't make it with the pickles or whatever. Like there are just so many moments like that in my life. And like, you know, all of this stuff like with her mom and her wanting her to learn how to cook this and that and like the the family members with the mosquito bites and talking about her body and like all of those like small little comedic things. That's my life growing up, you know? And so like it hits home so well that like as I watch this movie, I'm just waiting for the next moment where I'm going to feel that like connection to it, if that makes sense. Um, And it, it just makes me so, so happy. But I love – what I what I really really love about this movie is that like you get this first half of the movie, you're watching her progress, you're watching her build and like do this kind of big thing for herself, and then you watch her step back from it. Right? There's like that halfway point where she yeah. gives it up and she you know sticks to her family and whatever, and that moment is like a really really emotional moment for me when I watch the movie. And I don't know if that necessarily comes off for everybody. I'm sure it is like they get it's emotional, but. I've done that so many times in my life where I've had to take a step back from the things that I feel independently happy about to be like, I need to step back into culturally what my family wants from me. And so it, it really matters a lot in this movie when she does that. And I also think it's really fucking powerful that the movie has his character at one point point that out. I really love that. He comes to the house and, you know, she's like, I'm sorry, like, I can't leave my family behind. I know it's like just ridiculous or whatever. And he's just like, it's also really great that they care so much about you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really nice that in a movie that's like garnered towards uh, cultures or like westernized cultures that believe in independence and boundaries and in kids getting to do their own thing. It's really nice to have someone take a moment in a movie like that to be like, but also, there's a reason this is so magical. It's it, it. There is a reason, you know, within Eastern cultures, like, being so embedded in your family like that is also a very beautiful thing. And I like that he acknowledges that at that point in the movie because you start yeah. to feel a little like, why can't they just leave her be? <laughs> um, and then that one line just kind of reminds you of how special it all is. Um, so, yeah, I really like the progression of it all. I think the way it flows is right. I completely get if you want to cut a couple of moments to make it like 15 to 20 minutes less although I'm like in love with every second of it so I'm really okay with it um so ultimately I think I'm I'm gonna go with a six for this one um because I just have such a good time but there are moments where I can objectively say they're silly and not super necessary and I like there's park moments for sure where the guys are being a little ridiculous and I'm just like we don't really need another scene like this Mm -hmm. um so yeah I'm gonna go with the six Sorry, what that was, was very Jonathan long-winded. Reese
0: Myers, no, that was great. <laughs> what about the Jonathan Reese Myers line um, when she says, "You wouldn't understand"? They were shouting racist things at me. I was going to talk goes, about this in Legacy. Of course, I'd understand. <laughs> I'm Irish, and then she's like, "Oh," and then hugs him. I was just like, "Yo." I was going to uh, talk about that in
2: Legacy as something that just does not age well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, yeah, he, he yeah, he has his he moments. moments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's a that's a good scene that you pointed out with him when he goes to meet the family. I do want to say a couple things that uh, really stood out in terms of spectacularity for me, because I hadn't re-seen either. I'd, I, I loved both of these movies when I was younger, when they came out but I hadn't seen them again until this time. And honestly, both of them were very fun to watch. I kind of thought that Bend It Like Beckham was going to like age really poorly, and it it didn't. Yeah, I was worried um, you
2: weren't going to enjoy watching it. Well, one of I'm the things that did. I love
0: about it is that the soccer in it, or the football in it, um, <laughs> is accurate. It actually looks like what it looks like when you fucking play soccer. And totally. And Ted Lasso is this show that has like... <laughs> you know, eight times the budget of it, and it wins every single award. And by the way, no one in England watches it because it's so fucking off base. And <laughs> and the soccer looks so bad. Like, there's a way of making Ted Lasso even, even better. Like, it could also have, like, the heartwarming stuff, but it could also have some, like, Really sick soccer. And they actually got rights from all the Premier League teams to like show their, you know, name and logo and everything. And it looks bad. So I gotta say that aged really well and it actually kept me engaged. Um but also the goalie at the very end is like one is like one of the worst goalkeeping things I've ever seen. She should be ashamed, she should never play again. Um so <laughs> while I was I got so real. into it. What she, yeah, she didn't really. play again. Yeah, but she, she fucking <laughs> sucks, dude. She, she may have fucking, never. She may
1: have never touched a soccer ball she again. She
0: fucking blew. Um, <laughs> she might be dead. that was such a stupid goal. Um, I get that she gets <laughs> to bend it like, like Beckham, Beckham, but like yeah, it make it a cooler. No, it, like, it goes straight down think the middle, you got dude. It,
1: dude, like she bends it.
0: No, I know, but like have like it in bend the into the corner. That would have been way sicker. Anyways, but the title- also, I jumped out of my seat when uh, when. Uh, uh, Kira Knightley goes, Santa Clara! That's in California. Because we're from right outside of Santa Clara. Uh anyways, uh My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Layla. Uh how spectacular was oh, wow.
2: it? Was it super engaging? <clears throat> this is okay. <laughs> this movie is my comfort movie. Um I watch this movie very, very often. Um, anytime I feel like I just need to feel at home, like if I'm feeling homesick, I watch this movie. Um, I really, really love the progression of this film. Like, I love the way they, they wrote out the progression of it. I think it's so smart. I'm engaged the whole time. I really like that, like it feels like there's a lot of chapters going on. And I really enjoy that. Like the first chapter is being introduced to her and a little bit of her identity crisis and all of the above. And that's like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Cause I identify with everything she says so deeply. And I like how detailed it is. Like at the beginning of the movie, she's you, she's blown out her hair. Like she's wearing her hair straight every single day. And then as she comes into her own, you notice she starts wearing her hair, like how everyone else, like all of her cousins wear her hair and she's wearing it naturally. She's wearing it curly. Um, but like all the Wonder Bread stuff, like the sideburn comment, the bringing the food to school and wanting Wonder Bread, like I, all of that stuff is like so unbelievably relatable. Um, so it just feels so good to see that um, that depiction. But yeah, love that first chapter when you're figuring that out. I like her little transformation. I like her coming into her own. I think. There's enough of the romance right in that middle portion and it's not too much because I think if there was more of it, I would be annoyed at that point because I don't even really love the romance in this movie that much. Um, But I think there's like enough of it that's like, okay, I got it. And then I love the like back portion. The whole wedding is just like so much fun. All of the family parties, all of the dynamics there are so good. And it just finishes on such a strong note with the wedding. Um, so I just think the pacing's incredible. I think the writing really, really just tailors to that. Um, but yeah. And again, you know, it really just, it's about those like little moments. That aunt, Vula, Aunt Vula, I have an aunt exactly like her. She, I have an aunt mm-hmm. that would absolutely talk to a stranger about a tumor that was absolutely their twin like it's it was like it's verbatim almost when i'm watching these Mm. things happen and that's why it feels like so magical to watch it because i'm just like i haven't seen my aunts in so long i'm just gonna throw this movie on because it's gonna make me feel like i'm at home um and i just i think that's why people love this movie so much but i had mentioned earlier um in a different category but it it gets broken up really well with intimate moments. Like there's so much of that kind of back and forth funny banter. And then every once in a while they throw in a very quiet moment outside of the family is like the moment with her and her brother. And he's talking about his art stuff. And, yeah. you know, the moment at the beginning when she's crying and her mom is like so perfect in that scene when she's like, you know, they're the head of the family, but the women are the neck. Like they're just like such intimate, lovely moments that are like sweet and like funny, but great and then the moment right before the wedding when it's her mom and her grandmother like all of that is just so beautiful and it like really breaks it up so well it's so palatable um yeah this movie is easy seven for me when it comes to spectacularity I'm just engaged the entire time and I'm laughing my ass off and crying so much
1: <laughs> and Nick um my favorite part about the tumor line is <laughs> it's just the anticipation in her face that she like <laughs> She really thinks that these other two people are going to be like, holy shit, you ate your own twin in utero? And she's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So good. Uh, I give it a five. Uh, Maybe it could be a six. Honestly, I really enjoy watching this movie. I don't have the same reactions that you do, Layla, but um, I would give it an above average for sure. I think that chapter-flipping kind of feeling my impression knowing that it came from a stage play is that that's what she did is she tried to adapt it and then like, adapted that part super, super well. And what that translates to, for me is that it's just really like punchy. Like it hits every Mark it needs to for 98 minutes. And then it ends with a little bit of a laugh where you're like, Oh, the house I bought is next door. That's so on brand. Yeah. And then, <laughs> boom, and it's just great. Like it ends on a joke you know, it's it's heartwarming. At the same time, like you said, Layla, that it's funny, and um, yeah, we can talk about maybe the some of the other you know the reasons that it are not as positive for me. Like again, only reason it's not something higher is because I'm not Layla and I'm Nick, so I'm gonna give it a five.
0: Yeah, which Nick? There's like six of them in this movie. <laughs> the third. The um, third one he says. <laughs> I Layla, you had asked me. You were wondering like how I felt about rewatching this because I hadn't seen it since it came out, and I remember oh, really she loving didn't it when it came say out. It though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um, the next category will be no. I uh, I really enjoy. I still enjoy it. I gotta say that I remember. Not to say that it's not funny in the moments that are funny. I just remember it being so much funnier throughout. And I know it's like a little bit more of a drama in those parts. I think what really took me out is like, I'm not a very big John Corbett fan, the guy who plays her like Bo. And I just feel like, yeah, like most rom coms have like a really low, like down part with the people that they meet. And I, and I know that that's like what I love about this movie is it's not most rom coms. But then yeah. I was kind of yeah. like during it. I was like, I kind of need some more like conflict here because there's like mm. there is some with her family, but it's not bad with her family. It's just with her dad a little bit and they, they kind of get over it and it just like the stakes of it are a little weird. And I think everything that happens with her and him, they might have been together for a while, but it just feels like it happens like way too quickly, it even does. though they are cute together. It just like. I don't know. I wasn't as engaged, but I did de- I definitely think this movie is like a rewatch and it's very fun and it's very memorable in those ways.
2: <clears throat> I definitely sorry. <clears throat> I definitely agree that the romance itself is like by zero means my favorite like romance in a in a rom-com. Like I, I it's pretty forgettable to me in a lot of scenes. I mm. do think I do think some of their individual intimate moments are really lovely. Like, that that proposal scene is my favorite proposal scene in, like, any movie. I think about it a lot, actually. I just love the way that he proposes to her. And I know that it's, like, not for everybody. But he just is, like, so sweetly uncomfortable and awkward. And, like, the way he does it is very natural. And the two of them are just so happy. It's it's another one of those very small, intimate, quiet moments that I love in the movie. But outside of that, I, I don't, like think he brings much to any of those scenes like all the party scenes and like him and the brother and those interactions like i don't think he brings anything to those scenes i think everyone else does and yeah i, I totally don't need
0: any of the scenes with him and his like coworkers slash like best yeah. man like that that guy fucking sucks and he's not interesting <laughs> that's and i the, know that that's, uh, that's the, the main point.
2: actress
1: and writer's husband i think
0: Oh, weird. I've seen him in a lot of things, but anyways, I cut you. Yeah, Nia's
2: actual husband. Totally, that's his is, name's Ian too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's her husband. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I wasn't. There wasn't much else other than. I mean, I do. I get the conflict thing, but at the same time, like for me, it is really special to see, amidst all of that, a partner who can just kind of like stand by the chaos a little bit and is like right. so supportive of all of that's that,
0: that's that. Totally, there's, she would be undeserving of conflict. Is that
2: our
1: next? C- yeah. uh, category. Let's, yeah. So the next it's category,
0: a- oh, yeah, I, forgot I about got this. a new name for it. We're, so. I'm not going to have
1: anything to talk about, so I don't know if it's not saying okay, anything. Okay, so
0: since we're doing a rom-com, we got to talk about the romantic element of it. Yeah, We've changed the name each time we've done this, and this time <laughs> I'm going to do Lamb Vindaloo.
1: God! <laughs> <laughs> I, I love
0: Lamb Vindaloo, by the way. I don't like Lamb, but Lamb Vindaloo is good. I don't I like, like Lamb, lamb. because... It's fucked up uh, because you if, don't you've, ever, no if meat? you've ever seen Silence of the Lambs, you know that it's fucked up, and that's the only reason why it's fucked up. Anyways, That's Nick,
1: not the part of Silence of the Lambs that you should have
0: thought was fucked up. No, actually, <laughs> but this—I just rewatched it. There and are like, I, a lot of other really fucked up— No, I, I just rewatched the lamb it, and though. I finally understood that, like, yeah. what the name is and, like, that conversation. I don't know what happened, but I think, like—I've probably seen the movie, like, eight times, and my brain just turns off each it's time way, when, when so he tasty, explains It's so tasty, though. yeah. Anyways, Nick, uh, talk about how tasty the love was in my big fat Greek wedding,
1: or lack thereof. I kind of like it, but he's like a big, dumb, no top lip looking motherfucker, and he just like, I there's I think there's obviously a reason why, Ian right Ian yeah Mm -hmm. is written that way like it's I think it's because she wants the focal point, the focus of the conflict to be familial only. Yeah.
2: And like, internal, I, I mean, for that, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, internal. like that. It has to all come from that, like, like a culturative kind of dissonance sort of that she's feeling. And then this like, you know, pressure, even from his family, there's the pressure. And like, they're just like cornbread dummies and they don't understand what's happening. And like the idea of like pit roasting a pig on your front yard is they're like, who are these like, weirdos that whole like (laughs) that those those are the only points of conflict and like yes that's why he's just such an easygoing like just character in the whole movie i don't think for for me personally i don't think it takes away anything i do feel what you were saying gabe that it was it feels really really fast that they like move through their relationship but at the same time i think because he's such a blank slate Character-wise, the actor I think is giving enough to it, and the character is so just like genuinely a nice dude that it. Just, I love the
0: part when he gets his ass handed to him by that grandma. Yeah, that it just lady. plays
1: for me like he's just like a it. genuinely like yeah there are there are people who are just like genuinely nice, sort of funny people who stand by the people they love, and that's like this guy. And she Ugh. just happened to find this. Dumb, no top lip, cornbread motherfucker, and it just worked out. <laughs> he doesn't have a top lip.
0: Watch the movie again. It's no top lip. It's gone. It's it, oh, there. I know it's him
2: missing. well. He's actually kind of a controversial person because of his character in Sex and the City. So, like, I feel like oh, he's already a I fairly of, controversial person.
0: I think of him in uh, um, Serendipity, and it oh. makes me really sad because he's like really nice, and he doesn't deserve that ending. But the the ending,
1: he very- just is like he plays the like nice guy so well that it doesn't bother me that like their romance isn't ultra believable but at the same time like it's it's not super like it's not the best part of this movie but I don't know. maybe it's by design
0: Layla, did you feel the hot love
2: <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think it just goes back to the fact that like this movie is original so very much because of the fact that the romance does not have to be perfect for this movie to be perfect. Um yeah. which I think is like again a testament mm-hmm. to how incredible this movie is, right? Like the the romance as uh, the fact that like this is labeled as a romance mm-hmm. and the fact that the romance is like such a side moment. It's just like 15 minutes basically That's in the cool. middle of the movie. Um Yeah, it's fine. I think it does exactly what it needs to do. I think he's mm-hmm. he he I, I think I would be more upset if he took up more space in this movie. And I like that he does not take up a lot of space in this movie. I like that. He's just kind of there because <laughs> I don't want to care too much about his character. To me, he's just, you know, the white guy she's marrying and that's fine. I like the fact that her, she is the center of this universe and that this is about her and her, the relationships in this movie that are most important are the ones that she has with the people around her and herself. Um, So it's fine. But again, I do think that there are pockets of moments that are really nice. Like, I do really, really, really like that proposal scene. And I think Mm -hmm. when they're first dating and the little montages of them dating is really like very early 2000s Mm timestamp cute, And I like that. Um, I don't think there's anything like wrong with it at all. I just think that it's actually an important thing that he's not a huge main character in this film. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I don't know what to give it. What did
0: you give this? He's like a
1: passenger.
2: Yeah, what did you
0: give it, Nick? He's like a very great passenger. What did you give it out of seven, Nick? I gave it a
2: 5.5. And Layla? I was going to give it a five. Yeah.
0: Wow. Nick felt the passion. Layla. I
2: think I just like
0: the guy. He's a
1: country music singer. So maybe I don't,
0: you know what he looks like. He looks exactly like Edward Burns. And for so long in my life, I thought Edward Burns was him. And I was like, Edward Burns randomly has Dude, long hair. He looks
1: like four or five different actors. No, all he looks exactly
0: like up. Edward Burns.
1: He looks a lot like the, the actor that plays middle-aged Jonas in dark. Oh yeah. The traveler. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Just to comment, though, like, in the sense of romance, but also, like, relationships, I I do really love that in this movie they kind of have really great depictions of other types of relationships. Like, one of my favorite moments is when her sister's husband is like, don't marry, like, a portugalist woman because, like, all they do or all they know is how to nag or whatever, like... The way that he says that is so funny to me. And then like the, the parents and their relationship and the way that they fight in the bedroom when she's when he's like, um, this is why women shouldn't like learn things or go to school or whatever. Like the way the mom reacts. Like, I do think there's really great depictions of loving relationships in this movie. But as far as the like main romance, that's yeah.
1: Like, I don't think the heat's there. But like, dude, I mean, if like that guy's just so chill. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be a great dad and life partner, like you know, he doesn't have a top lip, but like
0: Yeah, that's gonna suck for his kid. Anyways, uh was the heat on Layla and Bendit like Beckham. And I'm talking specifically for this category about Jess and Jules. Yeah.
1: Um It's not there's no iteration of the script where
0: they were I know, but the according to many there should have been. I know I
1: I saw I saw it too.
2: Hey. Yeah, hey. I mean if this wasn't an early 2000s film it probably would have been. If this was made yeah. now, it really would have been the actual storyline. I just think it's like True. hard in a movie. It's 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 not I think to the to the people saying this, I think it's important to acknowledge that there is not a world in which a girl from a culture like that is going to do both of those things and piss off her parents, right? Like, she's got to pick her battles, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. she, she's already deciding to move to California for soccer, coming yeah, out game. as LGBTQ. Maybe not the right move back-to-back. Like, maybe that's the yeah. sequel, you know? But that's she what finds, college is for. <laughs> yeah, the sequel is long that her game. and Jules figure it out. Um, yeah, I what mean, What about Jules...
0: between Jess and... and <clears throat> coach uh, Coach? Yeah.
2: Um... Yeah, I, I kind of stand in the middle of this. Like, I, I get why some people might be like, "What? Why is that happening? It doesn't need to happen." Um, I like How it though. Much, is
0: he supposed to be like a lot older than her?
2: I don't or like think a few so. Years? I yeah, imagine I he's so in his early twenties and she's like eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it. I actually do really like it. I think he's they're super attractive. The so they well, are they're 18. in Germany. Yeah,
0: she could drink. It- yeah. Oh, what's she, the, what's but the, she can, when can you drink I think in 18. Yeah. Right?
1: that's yeah, so what I'm saying. I think that time stamps them as 18.
2: Yeah. I think it, she yeah. she's about to go to college. She's going to yeah, college for soccer. Okay. So, I think the she's uni. 18. Yeah. Um So, I'm
1: piecing together the very easy to see puzzle pieces in my head as well. <laughs> just, I should have done it before.
2: Yeah. I yeah, I think it's I think it's it's kind of I think it's sexy. I think it's an okay addiction addition to the film and um i think he's really attractive i think that like he's also like kind of a big part of her figuring herself out a little bit like he kind of plays like the sounding board for her like as much as Jules is such a big character upon rewatch this time when i was like really examining the movie like she's not exactly a great like friend <laughs> like she's she's not really super involved in the conversations she's having about her identity and like what she needs to figure out with her family like i feel like the only real depth that Jules has with her is to consistently be like, you gotta tell him and it's like, okay, fucking white yeah. girl, we get it. Yeah, you don't get my life at all. <laughs> like, yeah. we get it Um, but he seems to like actually kind of give a crap about the the conundrum that she's in and he, he he's really responsive to it. He's like very respectful to her family and the way that he approaches her family and also her predicament and again, that like scene where he goes to her and like reminds her of how special her family is, like I think there's something nice about their relationship. I don't know if at the end of it, I care if they end up together, which is probably a problem in a romance. Like, I'm like, yeah, go off to California. Like, go live your life, girl. You don't need this guy. It's over. Um, yeah. So I'm not she like,
0: just like use him when she comes back for Christmas break <laughs> and that's it. And then like, go skinny, back. Jesus. Pale
2: um, anyways. Yeah. you I- wouldn't
0: use Jonathan Reese <laughs> Myers. Come on now. Yeah.
2: Nick, you wouldn't.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, you guys yeah. don't have Jonathan Reese Meyers <laughs> sex dolls in your closets?
0: Whoa, Jesus. that was far.
2: Um, yeah, uh, far but I'm gonna out, give it. Man. I'm gonna Oops. give it a five because of. The, I, I do think there are nice emotional interactions between the two of them.
0: <clears throat> Here's my thing.
1: I agree. There are nice emotional. I think he's a pretty well-written character, and he's a well-acted uh, character, Jonathan Reese Meyers, whom I have now openly admitted I have a sex doll of in my closet at home.
2: It's doing a very does.
1: good job. Um, did you say that's with us?
2: No, I said as one does. Yeah. <laughs> you said that's with us, and I'm now going to say Yo, that that that's with us, Someone bro. says something
1: that I don't need to know. Um, I, <laughs> I just kind of think that this is what I was talking about. Like, I think that the movie didn't, doesn't I don't think they need to be together at all. I think that they're only together because that's what movies do, mm-hmm. and they end up together. And that's like kind of what I was alluding to. Where I'm like, did this this like this like Indian woman, Indian English woman, write and direct this movie and fully intend for this like skinny white man to to like get together with this girl well, for what does I have a really point to need, make about this? Not like, I,
2: I do think there's, again, I think there's all these, like, little things happening in these movies that are, again, trying to distinguish cultures. Like, I think this is another aspect of them distinguishing. Like, she is supposed to end up with an Indian man, not a Muslim, not a white guy. Like, it has to be an Indian man. So this is another version of her life where she's come across this person she's attracted to, but it's, like, forbidden to her again. (laughs) Um, Right. And
1: there are parallels in his character, too, that do make them, like their compatibility make a lot of sense. But to me, it make, mostly makes him come off as like a genuinely good, like friend. And like you said, sounding board and mm-hmm. like kind of partner in this journey because he, yeah. for a, a completely different reason has had his future and totally. his passion stripped from him, you know, due to injury. And like that plays really well and is a really well written like interaction between them. I think it works out just as well to have him at the end become like very good friends with her.
2: I actually but, kind of like you just, your your reasoning for going lower actually just made me put it out at a six. I actually... Wow yeah you just that's crazy you're a natural repellent nick yeah (laughs) no it's it's kind of crazy that i mean that's actually that actually made me love it even more because i do think that like there was such an easy opening for them to ruin this and have them have sex or do 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 more intimate stuff or like make it more what are we talking about (laughs) no because i think that like they i think now that i actually am reflecting on it i think that there is like A really nice emotional component to their relationship where they connect on a much deeper level and that's why they're attracted to each other in the first place because of these shared experiences and understandings and um that's actually really sweet and lovely and i do like that at the end there is just that shared like we get each other i don't know what's gonna ever happen between us but we understood each other and like i'm just a big proponent of meeting a lot of soulmates in our life and i just think that these people really understood each other so now i'm going up to a six thanks nick
0: (laughs) Wow, it got hot in here. Let's—I <laughs> didn't even give a score. Oh yeah, what did you give it? I'm
1: gonna give it a four. I moved myself up from a three,
2: Ooh. because
1: I think that, like you said, like there are lots of different types of relationships. I just don't a hundred percent feel like this one needed to be romantic at the end. They do very much just sort of seem to be like friend soulmates, mm-hmm. and that like, but it works. Like it is, like I said, a, a testament to the writer slash director. Whose name I'm just gonna learn and Look, say man,
0: soon. If he, like, you might not think that they have that much of a connection, but Go he's Irish, so he totally understands what she goes through. Yeah, so. but see,
1: but that even that like poorly stated <laughs> thing is him trying to like dig deep and be like, how do I see this in this? Like, how do I mirror this for myself? Mm. And like, yeah, I can't
2: defend that, that line, but for this person. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good line it's a um, bad line
0: <laughs> it is it is shameful uh, so let's close so this out okay. let's talk about the legacy beyond that line can I just ask you Nick about legacy do you think <laughs> that Kanye Julie? watched Bend It Like Beckham a bunch and that's what inspired him to use Move On Up as the sample for Touch the Sky three years later Or was he just a big Curtis Mayfield fan?
1: There's no way. This is the ultimate question. Yeah, but how fucking
0: awesome would it be if it was because he was like, I love that song they use at the end. He didn't know who Curtis Mayfield was. (laughs) And then he's like, he watches it and he goes, that song in the credits? woo I'm going to put that in a song with Talib Kweli and (laughs) Lupe Fiasco. He just loves Keira Knightley. He didn't even know. Okay, anyways, what's the lasting legacy of Bend It Like Beckham to the person? Let's start with the person who had never seen it before.
1: Um, The lasting legacy? Yeah. (sighs) I think everyone knows the name of this movie, so there's that.
0: I'm trying to think objectively. Yeah, he was a famous soccer player. Yeah. Yeah, Bend It Beckham. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Bend It Like. (laughs) Bend It Like Beckham. Nice to meet this you. It's
1: ridiculous. <laughs> I think <laughs> I can't get that out of my head now. Um, <laughs> I I think that like there's like the movie's well received. It is a good movie. It is significantly better than I thought it was going to be just because all I knew about it was like early 2000s rom-com movie like I have a long history of not enjoying this type of movie. I don't my brain is telling me this isn't going to be good and then it was. Uh, so I assume other people had that reaction. Um, it is well received. It did make quite a bit of money. Um, everyone knows the name of it. I think it's like a six.
2: That came really abruptly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought there was going to be an end to that sentence that wasn't the score. Um, I'm, I, I'm also really going to sure. give it a six. I, I put like four, five, six, and I think I'm just going to go with a six. <laughs> like, I do
1: think that, like, this is a movie with a lasting legacy. Like, if someone was like, yeah, we're going to make a sequel to Bend It, like Beckham, um, people would be like, Yes. Sign me up.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I agree. I think it, I am going to give it a six. I do think... I just think there's, like, not a lot of stuff like it. I think that's why no, that's it's true. still, yeah. like, really relevant and important. You know, like, I I don't think that there's, like, enough films about, like... First of all, for both of these movies, like, enough just, like, culturally diverse films. It's actually become, like... In, I would say the last couple of years just the biggest fucking thing with, like, Jenny Han's, like teenage rom-coms that are all um Korean women like I feel like now we're moving into that space but like back then like there's there's like not a lot around that time like I no. grew up entirely thinking romance films and com- romance comedies were like all white protagonists and then these movies came out so only white um, people can feel love yeah That's apparently what <laughs> yeah. That's what I um <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, I mean, and again, also adding that like sports component to it, like mm-hmm. anytime someone's yeah. like, "I really want to watch like an endearing sports film," this is gonna pop up. Like, just mm-hmm. so you're like,
1: "Well, do <laughs> I have one for you?" Uh,
2: <laughs> that's what I mean, people say sometimes. I just want to watch scary. an endearing sports film. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> has anybody seen an endearing sports <laughs> film, film
0: endearing since
2: two thousand two? <laughs> oh my God. uh Yeah. Anyways, it's a it's a six. I just think it. There's nothing that's come out that's like I think more popular within this like realm that's like superseded it. Yet. I think it's still the movie people would go to for like a female soccer film. So yeah. Well, six.
0: I would be remiss to not bring up that this is a nominee for one. <laughs> Alexander Corda Award for Best British Film. Uh, I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. But also, did you know that the AARP has uh, yeah has an awards thing for yeah. movies, and it's an it AARP actually. Movies for Grown Up Awards, and it was nominated for Best Intergenerational Film. So.
2: That's actually, yep. like, a great way to describe this movie, which we have yeah, not acknowledged. Yeah, I yeah, do feel yeah. like this is, like, very family-oriented.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. And also, this movie actually was, like, a really a big movie. success. It was, like, a very, like, pretty small-budget movie, and it kind of blew up. And, again, like, everyone knows what Bendit, like, Beckham is, you know? Who
1: amongst you would love to watch an endearing intergenerational film writer? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, <sighs> There's this movie I'm thinking of. It came out in 2002. It's an (laughs) intergenerational endearing sports film. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, uh, let's talk about the lasting (laughs) legacy of my big fat, which maybe that hasn't aged well, Greek wedding, Layla. (laughs) What's the lasting legacy? Did of this, this film? win?
1: Did my big fat Greek wedding win that award for no, best w-
0: intergenerational? <laughs> no, film? it didn't. So it shouldn't have. Because it's also legacy. an
1: intergenerational.
0: Oh, that film. award is bullshit. <laughs> it was nominated for best writing, original screenplay. It
1: was for for, the Academy at Awards. the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the Oscars, not the Tony or whatever the hell you said.
2: Anyways, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a 7 for me. Um I I don't I think it's just a really easy 7. It's we said this before, highest-grossing romantic comedy, um Oscar nominated for its writing, which well deserved. Um But yeah, I just think this movie is like absolutely timeless. I think that everything about it, like the comedy is not something that's going to age like poorly, I don't feel like. Like I think that like there are There are, like, moments in time where comedy shifts and changes. Like, you know, there was the sitcom era, and then there was, like, The Office era, and then the skit era, and all of that kind of stuff. And then the, like, Seth Rogen era of comedy. Like, I feel like this movie's comedy is just for everybody at all times. Like, it's just Mm. so real and easy. I think it's going to continue to age well. It has sequels. Um Every single person has heard this title. Every single person knows of this movie and has probably seen the first one 100% at least once. Like, yeah. I don't know if there's much else to say about it, but it's... I'm, uh, I'm so
0: sorry, but I had to look this up. <laughs> it was also nominated for Best Intergenerational Film uh, for it didn't the win, though? for Grown Ups Award. Neither of them won. What the <laughs> fuck did they lose? What did they win? Won.
1: It's Alexander Corda, was the name you were saying. Cor-
0: I thought it was Corda,
1: but yeah, yeah. You said yeah. Tony, Nick. I know. I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> I heard Corda, and that sounded oh. like Tony to me.
0: Oh, Road <laughs> to Perdition one. Oh. Oh, so this was nominated the year after. I don't know how that works. It, the, you know what oh, it was yeah. up against? Road to Perdition, Antoine Fisher, My Big Fat Greek. Oh, and, and the. <laughs> that's uh, what we're talking about. And the Hours. <laughs> interesting anyways um, yeah I mean Layla you you brought it up like this is domestically in the us the highest grossing uh, rom-com of all time and it's the third highest grossing worldwide
2: mm-hmm. and I just think that's it's you. universal I think it is a universal humor like when you're just talking about things that everyone can connect to like as, as much as I've said a lot that like both of these movies you know are an inside joke to like children of immigrants or whatever like i do think every single person can identify with these family members and the dynamics of it and like you know the relational aspects every every single person can look at their parents and see the mom saying like yeah the dad thinks he's in charge but really it's the mom you know like that's all universal yeah. concepts and yeah. everyone can identify with that and everyone's and that's like forever that doesn't change based off of comedy and where comedy's at so this is a seven yeah easy
1: it's a seven for me too. It's easy.
0: Uh I just I'm like falling in love with these awards, but
1: I love that they're, they're called the awards for grown like movies for grown movies ups. Movies for
0: grown-ups. And uh there's also the Canadian Comedy Awards. And this movie won for film. Pretty funny female performance. That's the name of the award, and then the film award, like it, and then, it, then for writing, it's the pretty funny writing. <laughs> but it was nominated Pretty funny? Anyways, I find people? that extremely funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to touch
1: on one more thing for Legacy. Because yeah. I asked Gabe and Layla at the beginning of this what the most profitable movies of all time, according oh, yeah, to one thing to I read now. one time. Um, it, may be, it may have changed by now, but I don't know. Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding is number two. It made over twelve thousand times its own budget. Jesus, globally. And so,
2: what's the number wait, one? Wait, no, I have, a, what's, Layla, I have a guess. guess right? Yeah, I have a guess, yes. I have a guess. I have a guess. I thought about this very deeply. <laughs> um, How we're talking-
1: you had other things you were talking about? <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> How did you think deeply about this? Do you
0: have
2: well, two brains? I had a, I had did a you little bit JJ of time to do it hey, before. Shut up, Nick. Oh my gosh. Um, just to clarify, we're talking about <laughs> movies that like were on a really low budget and then made a shit ton of money, right?
0: Like it has to Not make more than its budget. Make it more. Could be okay. a really I, high I budget. I will tell you yeah.
1: that that is correct. Black
0: Panther, but, okay.
2: Paranormal Activity. It is
0: paranormal. Oh yeah, yes. We talked about remember, it on
2: that yes, episode. Dude. Yes, because that shit was made on like five grand, right? Like yeah. I remember that movie. Yeah. The first like one one was set. made on nothing.
1: <laughs> it's like one set and no bunch of no-name actors and like two cameras. Yeah, it's yeah. that. That
2: was like a big deal so when it came. My out, how big cheap it Greek, was to make it.
1: It was crazy. My big fat, and it has appeal, you know, globally. Just like my big fat Greek wedding, which scary is scary movies. But my big fat Greek wedding made twelve thousand times its budget. Paranormal Activity. I mean, it must have just been like
2: I don't know that number. That shit made that. like five hundred million or something. I remember yeah. it being I mean,
1: ridiculous. It's, the,
0: it's it is the most successful horror movie outside of Get Out. I think ever. Yeah. yeah
1: like several tens of thousands of times its own budget.
2: Isn't it kind of
0: weird that Hollywood stopped, like with how successful My Big Fat Greek Wedding is, it's weird that Hollywood like stopped making movies like it Mm. for so long until we get like crazy rich Asians. Yeah. Like Make movies like what? Like a movie with a diverse cast, or oh, like a oh, movie oh, oh, from oh. a perspective of of one culture. I know.
2: Culture. I I was very much thinking about that too. It's weird. Like two of these came out in the same year at a time where you wouldn't really imagine that they would take a chance on that, and mm-hmm. then they just stopped.
0: With <laughs> so female like, directors, I think, or I can't remember who directs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy uh, too. Perfect. Like think
1: how <laughs> think of how many Neo Vardaloses there are out there who have written like one act plays about
0: their lives and these stories, and they're just. Fleabag. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was a one- No. Ad, a one person.
2: Oh, partner, I, I was, thought you yeah. meant like a diverse cast. <laughs> well, I need to no. know.
0: No, but like, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> we're calling you that from now on. But yeah, no, it's really strange. And it, it it's, it's over and over and over again, you see in Hollywood that they just like, they don't learn their lesson. Yeah. Like a movie like My Big Fat Greek Wedding can make so much money.
2: Totally. And they're
0: not like immediately like, hey, let's greenlight a lot of stories like this. Totally. And it's the same thing as, like, like I, I hate to bring it up again, but in the year that Get Out came out, you have Black Panther, Get Out, and Girls Trip. And they all absolutely fucking dominate the box office. And there wasn't, like, a push to have more African-American-led movies made by African-American directors or writers. And they just, like, like how how do you not learn from that and and you can see that too in 2002 and here and then you can see it in England like a country also notorious for a lot of racism like I mean
2: oh. the baftas are like awful about this kind of shit yeah. like they are notoriously racist about who they choose for their awards so like yeah. Denzel Washington <laughs>
0: has never been nominated for a bafta despite being nominated for like 10 oscars and yeah. winning two so and winning. yeah it's insane <laughs> Uh anyways, that was my Big Fat Greek Wedding versus Bend It Like Beckham. But what one, Nicholas? Um My Big Fat Greek Wedding. What did it get out of uh seventy five or sev- Yeah. Sixty two point five.
1: Sixty
0: two point five out of seventy. That's a great score. Versus fifty four. Fifty four. Yeah. Fifty four out of seventy, still a very good score for Bendit like Beckham. Good job, um, Beckham. Good job, David Beckham. Yeah, great job, David Beckham, you you hyena voiced <laughs> Greek god. Uh, anyways, Layla, do you have any other uh, recommendations if people like these movies? What should they watch?
2: Um it's funny, we were kind of just referencing this as far as, like, there's just not a lot of movies where they have created, like, full casts that are diverse. Um, mm-hmm. This is a very random recommendation, but one of my favorite rom-coms ever is Moonstruck, and I have no idea why, mm. but, like, it feels like I just want to recommend Moonstruck to people because of My Big Bang Greek Wedding.
0: I still have not seen it.
2: Oh, I love Moonstruck. But I want to. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great rom-com. It's, like, a, it's one of those classic ones that, like, just sits in my heart. And, I again, it, like... For some reason, because of my Big Fat Greek Wedding, it just feels like a great recommendation. So um, people should watch that. But I don't have like another great um, uh, like story of someone identity crisis-wise being like a child of immigrants, whatever. Like these movies really are still that for me. Like these, I still watch these movies when I'm looking for that feeling. So make more, Hollywood. Well, make I, more. Am-
0: I almost don't need to recommend it because both of these are... Big, but first of all, Miss Marvel is very similar. Um, it's basically new bend Marvel it like show. It's it's very similar to Bend It Like Beckham. She doesn't want
1: to play soccer; she wants to be a superhero.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> but also, like, I think my favorite version of this, to an, a degree, it's a little bit different. Is uh, the Big Sick with Kamal Nanjiani because, like, a lot, especially to uh, Bend It Like That's Beckham. A great and great like,
2: recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, it's especially to both of them, but yeah. Thank oh you. Thank oh you my god!
2: Much. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm sorry. I just thought of a great recommendation. Oh,
0: fuck! Um,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna remember the name of it. <laughs> of course, it I can't remember the name it. It better have been up
0: for best <laughs> intergenerational award.
2: <laughs> Honestly, it might have. Um, is, it a movie I, for is it pretty? I, fun? It's the farewell. It's the farewell. Oh yeah, the farewell. Um, an incredibly pertinent and important movie about once again a child of immigrants growing up in a different country and grappling with the two cultures that she understands and knows. And it's not a romantic comedy. It is a, dra- a, dram- a dramedy. <laughs> like it's yeah. more a drama than a comedy, but it has its moments that are really funny. Oh, it has um,
0: super funny moments.
2: Um, but it is really sad. Uh, great movie though. If you're looking for a movie that's going to like open your eyes up to some of these like concepts I've been talking about in a little bit more of a serious way. Great movie. I recommend. Yeah, that the to farewell is everyone. this like
0: forgotten fantastic movie. Fan fucking tastic like, movie <laughs> it should have been up for a lot of things. Nick, do you have any recommendations? I do. Um,
1: Spanakopita and alu gobi.
0: Both, oh man, both uh, play
1: highly play roles in each of these movies and are mm-hmm. two of my favorite foods.
0: Mm.
1: If you have not been to an Indian restaurant and ordered <laughs> alu gobi, dude, forget about me. There's meat, a dude. very good meat's dumb. Eat that cauliflower sweet potato goodness! Oh, dude, alu there's this amazing
0: so Indian restaurant that like wins a ton of awards in Mar Vista that you should go to. It's incredible. It's a, but it's a different region than what you probably normally have as Indian food. Uh, it's very good. I also recommend you know just going to get a shawarma or something sometime soon. I had some tzatziki sauce last night, which I made one oh, God, time. Have you had a lugeobi? It's very good. I've eaten so much more Indian food than you even understand. That's don't fine. Ever, That's, don't
2: don't come first. Ever.
1: Um, non recommendation beans on toast. Tastes like crap, burns your legs. It
0: burns your le- Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. That's good. This actually, it actually is doesn't taste like crap. actually really like beans on
1: toast. I <laughs> really liked beans on toast a couple times. <gasps> I tried it. Yeah, but it burns it's actually legs. really yummy. Baked beans it's not, on toast. It's cheese. not that bad. It's fucking bullshit, that It burns your legs.
0: Yeah, that's true. I it's fucked up. Soccer. Look what it did to our our boy. Oh, also, girl. I gotta huh? say, I recommend. Oh, girl, girl, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I. But I was thinking about like the line in The Godfather where he's like,
2: "Oh yeah, uh, oh,
0: oh right. yeah, Look, oh he massacred my boy." Anyways, uh, I do recommend the song from Bend It Like Beckham <laughs> um, that you listen to all weekend called Inner Smile by Texas. It's the one that's like, "You make me." Feel Yeah 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 Yeah, that song's oh, fucking yeah. sick okay. um, And I recommend that you go To our Instagram And look us up We're facing off pod uh, I also recommend I highly recommend You go to our Twitter That has not been used In <laughs> Months Because Nick is just The worst I got it's, a new
1: phone I've not even
0: logged in oh. Yeah And uh <laughs> So you don't need to follow us on Twitter. We'll be back there. Really sold that, guys. Yeah, but do follow us on Instagram. We're super fun on there. Uh, We're curious about your opinions of these movies. You can also email us uh, if you are so inclined. Uh, Facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. The next episode we are probably going to figure out at a different point. But if you follow us on Instagram, maybe we'll let you know there. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Nick do you have a send off? I do we're all different
1: but in the end we're all fruit
2: (laughs) oh my god that's
0: great